0: We've been waiting for you. If you've been struggling to get your personal fitness on track and keep it there, then you're in the perfect place because this guy is good. And I mean really good. to the Fitness Whisperer podcast, where you get simplified strategies and unique insights on exercise, nutrition, mindset, and life itself from bestselling author and progressive fitness innovator, Joey Atlas. He's been helping people achieve sustainable fitness success for over 30 years in ways that are realistic, doable, and super effective. And now he's helping you. So clear your mind and get ready for a powerful dose of health-improving, life-enhancing wisdom from the Fitness Whisperer himself, Joey Atlas.
1: Thank you, Melissa, and thank you for tuning in. This is Joey Atlas with episode number 26 of the Fitness Whisperer podcast. And today we have a really powerful episode. I have one of my excellent long-distance coaching clients, On the podcast today, and we have an interview that is going to reveal some really powerful information that is going to help anybody listening, especially anybody who has and maybe is struggling with their health, their fitness, their wellness, their weight, or or anything related to those. And before I introduce Kendall, um, I'm just going to take a short second here to set set some context. What made me think of doing this? This podcast now with Kendall uh, is that we got to a point where some breakthroughs became very evident. And when those breakthroughs become evident, I love to highlight them, love to talk about them, and love to share them. So this was kind of done in, in real time. Like these breakthroughs for Kendall came to light quite strongly in the last, I don't know, three, four, five weeks. And so it was time to do this podcast for us to talk about them and share them. So, Kendall, thank you for making this call today. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Absolutely. My pleasure.
1: Awesome. Thank you. So I'm going to do the, the formal intro and let everybody have some context on, on who Kendall is, um, and then we'll pick it up from there. So for anybody listening, Kendall is a woman. A wife, a busy mom, and she's also a physician and private practice business owner who supports women in creating and experience vibrant health with what she likes to call hot, happy, and healthy. Does that sound about right, Kendall?
0: Yep, that's it. You got it.
1: (laughs) I love it. And so here's what we'll do. We'll get more into the specifics of that toward the end because I want to talk more about uh, your background, the type of medicine you practice, and your focus on women and getting them to be hot, happy, and healthy. Okay? Absolutely. So let's, let's keep that in mind. We're going to circle back on that for sure. All right. So let's let our listener know how how you found me in the first place. Get, let's give them some context on how you came into my world and, and how this all started.
0: Yeah. So, um it was a few years ago, and honestly, I don't know how, I don't know if something came into my email inbox, but somehow I bought one of your programs, which was the Naked Beauty Lower Body Workout,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that was my first introduction. I really liked the program, I, I did it for a period of time, but then I just became inconsistent
1: with it. Right. Well, let me ask you something about that. Um, so as we're doing this, like even though you and I have a, you know we have, have some rough notes that we're going by, some, some questions and thoughts are going to come up. Uh, like I said, it's going to be very conversational, and we'll go down some tangents. Yeah When you found like you didn't know about me before you saw that email or an advertisement or, or a, a social media share about Naked Beauty? In your words, like, would you describe cellulite as something you were battling back then? Like, was it a word in your vocabulary about something you wanted to fix? Or what did that look yeah, like? Yeah,
0: I mean, it was definitely something that I had been aware of. And in general, I'd say that my lower body had always been an area of, um, I, you know, I wasn't obese. I wasn't... Yeah, You know, um, where I had a lot of weight to lose, but it was always an area where I was very self-conscious about maybe my legs or my rear end not being as toned as I would like. um, Mm -hmm. As I just didn't feel fit. So it was definitely an area that I was very sensitive about and self-conscious about. Um, And certainly the whole, you know, the concept of cellulite into that for sure. Um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay. That's great. That's helpful. So again, like, you know, there's so many different people that are challenged by getting a grip on their habits of health and fitness and wellness. Not everybody's overweight. Like, so you, you're not one that can be categorized as being in an overweight category. But when we first started, you would you certainly considered yourself out of shape unhappy with your, your lack of consistency, unhappy with what we call like what the trouble zones and problem areas when we talk about like the lower body and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, which, so again, this is not, you know, this is not targeted at somebody having to lose weight or somebody having other issues related to uh, excessive eating. Um, uh, what we're talking about here are lifestyle habits that go across the board for, you know, anybody that regardless of body shape, size, weight, there are people whose weight is fine. They look fantastic in clothes, but they will be the first to admit they're unhealthy, out of shape, and they can't find a way to take care of themselves consistently. Um, And so I share that because I want anybody listening to understand that just because somebody looks like they might be healthy, fit, and in shape doesn't mean they exactly are. It's not determined by how we look. It's actually determined by our habits and and our health profile from the inside out. So you bought the program several years ago. It felt great when you were doing it in the beginning. You knew there was something going on with it, but you fell off and you couldn't keep consistent with it. Does that sound about yeah, right? Yeah, and
0: I'll say too, I mean, this was something that um, that came through more powerfully later in our one-on-one work together. But even mm-hmm. back then, the workout, it's like a 19-minute workout. It, it wasn't like... <laughs> right. You know, super intense. I mean, it was challenging. I could feel it. I knew that my body was working. A
1: different kind of challenge. But
0: it was like not super intense, and so I know part of it was in the back of my mind. I was telling myself, "Well, this can't possibly work. It's not hard enough. It's not long <laughs> enough." Like, what is right. this? And and that was part of my yep. resistance.
1: Hmm. And mm-hmm. we're gonna circle back on uh taking that a few steps further in a few minutes here, but it's great that you brought that up. This, it plays into the psychological part of this yeah. whole thing, right? All right. So a few years go by, you're still obviously getting like e-newsletters, you know, video updates, uh, podcast links probably. And at some point you reached back out. Now pick up at the point where you reached back out about the long distance one-on-one. Like what triggered it? What made you feel like, all right, I got to do this and then let's talk about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah,
0: so basically um I I know I reached out um back in like late spring and I had received an email that you know some spots in your long distance one-on-one coaching had opened up and I was just kind of like at this point where I realized that, um, and it wasn't like I was totally sedentary or immobile or, Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. I wasn't in like horrible physical shape. And I think that was part of my issue. It was easy for me to convince myself that I was doing fine because, you know, I was fairly active. Um, I've got young children, you know, health is kind of my... It is my career. So it's something that's mm-hmm. always top of mind for me. But mm-hmm. if I was mm-hmm. being really honest, I could see that I had, I was not in a place where I was moving my body consistently in a way that felt good to me, that I felt, um, you know, was like a a go-to, just like a a part of my day-to-day. It was something that was always Mm -hmm. like, you know, I wasn't sure which workout to do because I had been doing these DVDs at home and then I hurt my shoulder doing them. Mm -hmm. So I just stopped doing them and then I wasn't sure what to do. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. would, I was in this pattern where I have this good friend and I would joke with her and say, You know, any level of physical fitness I have is you're solely responsible for. Because she would get me to sign up for these (laughs) events with her, like a a running race or some sort of event, and so I would train for that. But then the event would be over, and I would like just kind of stop and and not. You know, I mean, I would take my dog for a walk periodically. Um, or do something with the kids, but it wasn't consistent in a way that I felt really good about. It didn't feel like, um, you know, the way that I thought I was prioritizing my own health and well being didn't match with
1: mm-hmm.
0: what was happening or not happening in my fitness life, if that makes sense. So I was, I was really frustrated. I felt oh, really yeah. stuck, and something about this email you sent was like. I've got to, you know, I've got to get in touch and just find out more about this.
1: Yeah, awesome. So, the dynamic you just described about having like an external, unconnected motivator, being your friend and these races, to kind of make you exercise because there's some kind of endpoint uh, event that you're aiming at to keep you going. But you also describe what happens when the event is over. There's nothing, there's no focal point for you to aim at anymore. Right. right? So you experienced, okay, so now what, right? The event is over. Now what am I training for? Right. And as you've experienced, time goes by, you're not training for anything because there's no race on the schedule. Maybe your friend's not doing one. Uh, or maybe you're not ready to do another one. And so that highlights the the fact that in having the mind shift stuff that we talk about, that we need to create this, this event or focal point that is never-ending. It's It's all the time. It's always there. It's always important to us. And it's something we're always working toward. And as you're learning, that actually becomes our life. Like our life and every single thing in it is the focal point, is the goal, right? So we're training for ourselves. We're training for our spouse. We're training for our kids. We're training for our career because all that stuff requires the best version of us to be in it. absolutely. Does it not? (laughs) So you're learning that, right? Like these – we've been working almost – like six months now together. And these are the things you're starting to learn and internalize. Yeah, and I'm I love how
0: you said that because I, you know, like in the past, even though I knew movement and fitness was an important part of health, I was thinking of it as this category, like you're, you've are you got to be working towards weight loss or an event or, you know, I was, I was just looking at it in a way that wasn't helpful for me
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm awesome and so that right there is what pretty much almost everybody is doing, and it sets the stage for being easily distracted and thrown off course right so it requires the reprogramming I mean that's why i'm I do the coaching this is where the breakthroughs are made that repair that kind of mentality and that kind of call it like a one-dimensional approach to trying to stay healthy and fit. So with that in mind, what I want to do now is go into the breakthroughs um, that you and I have been experiencing together Mm -hmm. since you got that email, since you thought it through, since you realized that doing these things with your friend and the events is really not getting you where you want to be big picture, long-term, even though they're short-term band-aids that were working, you knew you needed something different, something deeper, something more powerful that can actually get you to where you want to be for the ideas you had in mind for what it means to live a full, healthy lifestyle, short-term and long-term. So let's, um, let's do this. Let's go through these five breakthroughs. Uh, One at a time. And let's talk about them and go a little bit deeper on each one to not only give them more context, but to uh, help you and I both understand them a little bit more deeply. And then anybody listening to really give them a sense of what the intangible missing elements are in their life that are keeping them from actually getting on that path to health, wellness, and fitness success and staying there permanently. Okay. Does that sound good? All right. So the first one that you listed is the mindset shift from quote unquote, I have to, to quote unquote, I get to. So let's share a little bit more about that in your words. It's a free, freestyle yeah, conversation. So, so go ahead.
0: I mean, it's so funny because when I think about it now, in a way, it's it seems so simple and so obvious, yet... If I'm being honest about how I was thinking about like my fitness routine, it was sort of like one more to do. It was one more piece that I had to figure out when I was going to do it and how I was going to fit it in. And my whole energy around it was very like, should, like, I know I should be doing this. I know this is important. And certainly there was a part of me that really wanted to do it. I mean, I enjoy how I feel when I'm working out consistently and, you know, Mm -hmm. making fitness a part of my day-to-day life. Yet there was like this edge of like, oh, you know, like how how am I going to fit this in? Mm -hmm. Just looking at it in a way that didn't feel good and wasn't helpful to me. And I remember we had... session together and you were like well what what if you started thinking about it like I get to and think about like all the people (laughs) who aren't able to do some of these things and would love you know more than anything else in the world to be able to and it was kind of I mean, it was very humbling, but it was also like this light bulb moment where it was like, gosh, yeah, what am I like complaining about here? This is ridiculous. This is like such a gift. And I know, you know, our bodies love to move. They're designed to move. And I talk to patients about that all the time. And yet here I was not um, incorporating that for myself. So it was a real like Mm – it was a really powerful moment for me to recognize that it it really was in many ways, a very simple shift in terms of like how I'm framing this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just totally shifted how I was feeling about it. Like to looking forward to it, to feeling so blessed to be able to do it, to, like being excited about, gosh, think about all the things I can do, and it really just opened up the possibility right. rather than feeling so tight and stuck and uh around it. Mm.
1: Right. So going from a negatively charged friction to a positively charged um, enabling m- mindset, like yeah. I actually get to do this. I don't have to. This doesn't have to be a a part of my to do list that I'm going to struggle against. It's it's so subtle, but you're experiencing how powerful it is and how it changes the dynamics of how you think about it. Right. So to give anybody listening the context, we do um, with all my coaching clients. I do. We it averages out to some people like need one one video coaching session every two weeks. Some people need them every three or four. Some people need them every, some people need them once a week, depending on where they're at, what they're challenged by. Uh, But to give the listener context, uh, Kendall was talking about, we, we had our call, which is a Zoom video call. Sometimes I'll use Skype with other clients, depending on what country they're in. So when Kendall and I do our calls, we're on Zoom, we're looking at each other on video, and we're going through the last few weeks of progress, breakthroughs, questions, challenges, fine-tuning, any notes we made in our daily, our daily check-in document, mm-hmm. uh, which we do almost daily. Right, Kendall? <laughs> and so you keep some kind of notebook yeah. uh, by the computer when we're doing these calls, right? And so Kendall, what she'll do is as we're covering ground and we're discussing things… There are, some of these are the breakthroughs that come through. Some of them are important notes to remember uh, or things to do. Um, And she'll write these down as we're doing our call so that they don't get forgotten. They go from intangible to tangible. And they actually are able to become something in the bigger picture of of her program. So we're going to circle back on um, making things intangible to tangible. I'm making a note here, like like you're making your notes on our calls. I'm making a note right now, intangible to tangible, um, because this this is, is an important part of the breakthrough process. I don't know if you realized this yet, but we're going to talk about this and we'll see if you've gotten it. Um, okay, so on to the next one. Realizing I didn't have to kill myself in excessively long or excessively intense workouts to feel and see results. My workouts can be safe, doable, and effective. Yeah, right, so that's what quick, I was uh, alluding to when I one.
0: mentioned I was really skeptical of that initial like 19-minute mm-hmm. workout, and I just, right. you know, I was coming from the mindset that the best workout is like the high-intensity interval training or something high-intensity if you're someone who's at a certain fitness level, mm-hmm. and if you're not Mm -hmm. exercising or working out at that intensity, then you're not really receiving any benefit or as much benefit. And so that was really working against me because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I would take the dog for a walk, let's say, but I was feeling like that didn't count. Yeah. Like Yeah, you, you thought know, it was nothing, I, it's so right? Crazy. <laughs> I mean it's it so down. crazy when yeah. I think back on the this stuff I'm the like, really Kendall? <laughs> really? Like that makes <laughs> no sense. But yeah, this was, you know, like <laughs> what I was telling myself. And honestly, I mean I don't think I was I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole. But um Yeah, like I just really felt like there had to be a certain level of intensity. And so when we started working together, I remember my some of my initial workouts, I was kind of like, wow, I just, you know, this is like not what I was expecting because it wasn't (laughs) like an hour long of like super hardcore stuff. It was very doable. I mean, yes, I it was challenging. I could feel... That my body was working, and what really stood out to me was like the core work because I hadn't been doing any consistent like ab core stuff for a while. Um, so I just that stood out. I remember mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was very doable. I could feel myself working, but I was skeptical. Like, is this really gonna work? Um, and over time I was able to see that it Mm -hmm. absolutely is. I mean, it it was pretty quick that I started to notice just more of a sense of like Mm -hmm. awareness of my body. Um, you know, I could feel like different muscles just in my normal day to day movements and Mm -hmm. I could feel things strengthening and changing Um, one of the things that I know I talked to you about initially was my posture. Like I really wanted to be mindful of improving my posture and not Mm -hmm. letting it get worse over time. You know, when you're like sitting hunched in front of your computer for hours at a time. Right. And very quickly I noticed that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was more aware of my posture and I, I would like be correcting it more regularly and, so it was it it was interesting mm-hmm. to see how quickly I started to notice shifts, even though I felt like, "Wow, are these workouts really gonna do anything?"
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, and this is this is powerful. I'm at, like, this is going to be timeless. Like, people are going to need to hear this for years to come. Let me ask you this: What do you think? created that mentality in you to to think like most other people do that it has to be high intensity it has to be like you have to lose your breath you have to push hard otherwise you're not going to get the benefits well, and results. Think, what do you I think mean, created that in, in you? i
0: feel like we're kind of surrounded by that messaging now there's so much out there on high intensity interval training and all the benefits and um you know i know in my world i I'm trained through the Institute for Functional Medicine and I attended a conference there a few months ago and, you know, a lot of the presenters were talking about the the benefits of high intensity interval training. And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, I mean, these are the best of the best and this is what they're promoting. So they've got to know what they're talking about. Right.
1: Um, yeah. And I,
0: I know from, you know, like my younger years, there was that whole, like, no pain, no gain, the more the better. And, you know, that certainly fed this, um, this internal messaging that I took on earlier on, but I feel like it's been reinforced by the fitness Mm -hmm. industry.
1: Yes. Yes. So what you describe is, is huge. And you know, like you're, you know, you're a, you're an MD and, and you're, you had a hard time making this shift. So take the average person who's out there and they're seeing all this messaging online, offline, influencers, social media, YouTube, you name it. It's like every angle, the news, even the news, like, you know, it's, it's, and a lot of the big companies are putting big marketing dollars behind getting their high intensity messaging out there cuz that's the method that they're selling so they're going to put the messaging behind they're going to put their marketing dollars behind that messaging that hit is the only way to go and then they'll highlight all these studies that point toward that problem is they're not highlighting the studies that are showing the increase in injury rates burnout rates and hey the fact that middle-agers like we shouldn't be doing that stuff maybe the younger ones can get away with it and recuperate from some of the injuries. But the, the problem is, let's take the um, uh, Institute for Functional Medicine. Um, you know, they get these presenters on stage, and look, they all mean well, I, they're not trying to mislead anybody. But the truth is, people in general don't know what they don't know. And so if you don't know what right. you don't know, then you can't speak about it, right? So my point there is they're speaking about what they know and they mean well and they want to help people. But if they don't know that what we call lit instead of hit low impact interval training, which is like the bedrock of my style of, of training and what we do at the studio, what I teach my clients, what I do myself uh, is actually really, if you think about it, it's kind of like the opposite, right? Like we're taking a slow focused, non momentum based approach to synergistic movements put together to get the results we want instead of Mm -hmm. high intensity, push, 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 as fast as we can go a short amount of time, right? So, you know, will they ever get that messaging? Maybe, maybe I'll be introduced to people or they'll discover me, this this guy who's 50 who's got it all together, but he's not doing any of this hit stuff and he's, he's showing his own way, his own path that is bringing results that people can sustain into their 50s, 60s, and 70s. Maybe somebody will discover me. If not, I'm going to keep putting the message out there and just let the end user discover me because they're the ones who need it the most. But what you highlight is extremely important because most people are getting the mass market media messaging that high intensity is the only way to get results. And if you're not getting results because most people aren't, then you you have to be you have to do hit. Like otherwise, you're just not going to make progress. You're not going to get the results. Most people can't be doing it, so. Um, I appreciate you helping to highlight that because it really, really is like super, super important for people to realize, no, 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 wait a minute, that's not true. And it's especially not true for people in middle age and beyond, right? And so until people face that truth, then they can't really learn what it is they do need to do and what actually will work that isn't so high intensity, so risky, so dangerous, and so... So unfun to do. Yeah, like who wants that, to punish themselves so uh, three, it four, five like, times a week? It does right? feel
0: like a punishment. And I think we've somehow gotten the message that if you want to be physically mm-hmm. fit, you need to like punish your body. You need to um, like actually do harm to mm-hmm. yourself. And it's such, it's when you really sit back, it doesn't make right. a lot of sense, but it, you know, it is like the popular um, <laughs> messaging out there.
1: Yeah. Right, right. This is awesome. It's it doesn't make sense, and that's what's crazy about it. So there'll be more to talk about this again for for sure in the future. So let's go to breakthrough number three: maintaining my workouts, my fitness while on vacation, and yeah, feeling so fantastic in the past, as a result. You know, when talk I would go on
0: vacation. That workouts were kind of out the window. I mean, there's always a week where we go to the beach for a week. And um, my husband and I will get up early and go like for walks and stuff. But of course, I never thought walks counted. (laughs) So that didn't count. But I started incorporating um, Mm -hmm. these mini stealth workouts, which would take me like 10 minutes. But um, what's that?
1: And who taught you those?
0: You did. You did. Yeah. Who taught you those? Yeah, you gave me like these
1: little mini workouts. And I was you know, required
0: no equipment. I was easily able to do it each day and really noticed a difference. And it was like so mind-blowing to me that this was something that I could easily incorporate. It mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal. It didn't require me to be spending, you know, significant time away from my family or, you know, missing out on anything. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It was,
1: you basically snuck them in.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So that, and that's why we call them stealth, right? Mini stealth workouts, this is this is huge. And you experienced it firsthand. So the key here is that, number one, we know historically vacation is something that knocks people off their programs, not just for a week or two sometimes, sometimes it sets them back for a year because it's like the first domino to fall and then everything falls after that, right? And they realize, man, it's been a year since I've been on my program. It was that vacation that took me off track. But so what's the best solution? Well, the best solution is, okay, we, we need to do something. Right? We can't, we can't just stop because vacation, we're going on vacation. We have to realize that our health, fitness, and wellness still matters no matter where we are geographically, whether we're home, working, or on vacation in another state or another country right. for that matter. Like our our health is still important, right? But how do we how do we solve this issue of, okay, we're going with the family, we're all gonna be doing stuff. Um, some of them might not care about their health and fitness, but I still do. And maybe they want me to eat a little more and drink a little more and 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 sit on a lounge chair, but I still value my health and fitness. I need to find a solution for this. So we did that by not requiring you to do the full training sessions that you would typically do at home, but we created the mini stealth sessions that were basically, okay, what's the bare minimum Kendall can do when she's away? That will not make everybody else feel like oh she's being selfish she's you know spending an hour in the gym or whatever, um, but it was like almost as if you weren't even stepping away like you just took like you said ten minutes here and there. How many exercises were there in your stealth? Because yeah. I do different ones for different people, but yours were mm-hmm. what like six, five, eight, seven moves, right? Okay, so we boiled it down to seven essential moves for your mini stealth session and I basically Mm -hmm. instructed you to basically just plug them in whenever you can when you're away, whether it's, oh, I've got five minutes here, like the kids are off doing something or Barry's doing something, I've got 15 minutes alone, I'm going to use part of this to do the seven stealth moves, right? Uh, Or you get up early or, you know, whenever, but you found ways to do it because it was only going to be seven moves, X number of minutes, no equipment, no equipment. No gym machines, no weights. It was basically your yep. body and whatever was around you, you were able to do these, right? Now, as simple as that was, those were like the bridge to get you through the vacation, still keeping like your habits intact and feeling good. Oh, right? absolutely. Because those, as yeah, simple as it was, did it dark. not work while you were doing them? Mm-hmm. Right. And so psychologically, you were able to feel good because you were not totally off your program. You were doing what you knew. And I told you, these are going to be perfect vacation maintenance that are going to keep you going. Right. So you knew that and you felt it and you came back and you actually, at the end of the vacation, you psychologically felt like I didn't sacrifice anything. Like I did not, I did not fall off at all. And I maintained perfectly. Right. So that was a breakthrough because your challenge in the past was not being able to continue anything you may have been doing before a vacation. Therefore, you went down to zero. You, I think we spoke about you probably eating and drinking along with everybody else and really not paying any mind to it. No physical fitness activity. Right. You'd come yeah. back and you'd be like, man, I got to start over again, right? Yes. And so this solved that problem, Right. And so this is basically what you learned is something you could carry through for life now, right? You'll just, you'll just get better at it because this was like, I think what you had two vacations maybe mm-hmm. since we started yeah. to, to, to travel times away, maybe three. Yes. Right. And so you'll just get better and better at this over time. Um, but the key is that's a breakthrough. Like that right there is a legitimate breakthrough where when you learn, okay, I can boil this down to the bare minimum do this without creating any drama and and still feel like I'm on my program without missing a beat. And that's key. Awesome. Uh, okay. Awesome breakthrough. So the next one, number four. And this ties back to the second one. It's the power of consistency over time, and the tremendous yeah, momentum so, this creates. You know, Go ahead and I talk mean, about that you had talked
0: bit. about this before about how you know you just get to the point where if you have an off day, or you know, you miss a workout here or there where you intended to do one, and maybe it just didn't get done that day for whatever reason, it's not going to make or break because you've got all of this foundation built mm-hmm. and there's more power in that mm-hmm. than in the, you know, the day off or, or whatever it is. And I don't think I really understood what that meant until mm-hmm. I started to experience, you know, having done, um, consistent workouts most days of the week over time. And just, you know, this, this momentum that that builds, because number one, it really creates this habit and this pattern where you want to do it, you enjoy doing it because you see how you feel as a result of doing it consistently. But it also builds up this, um, it almost feels like a reserve where you feel totally confident that if something happens, and, you know, for whatever reason, you have to take a couple days off or whatever it is, you're right back, you know, you don't feel like you've lost anything, you've missed anything, there's any problem, Mm -hmm. like what you were saying before about I haven't. Gotten off the program. You don't feel like that because you just have so much momentum behind you at that point that it just continues to carry you forward.
1: Right, right. Because you've learned that it's actually consistency with the right programming right. over time that makes the difference. It's not one day that makes or breaks you yeah. or, or several days, especially when you're doing the right things, right? Um, and that, that helps you make the shift psychologically, Yeah. right? Cause it changes the mental dynamic of everything when you know that, right? You're not in this obsessive mode where you're beating yourself up for missing. You're like, no, I've, I've got this like big picture. I'm good. I like a day isn't going to change my health, fitness, and wellness because big picture. I'm good. And that changes the psychological dynamic where when you're in a better state of mind, you're not beating yourself up internally right. and being, having this obsessive uh, battle with yourself, right? Awesome. Um, and that's a game changer for a lot of people. Like being at peace with the ebbs and flows in daily life is a game changer for a lot of people. Um, I just realized something. The, before we go to, The last breakthrough, number five, um, what I'm realizing here is we've talked about this a bit before, but um, like the fact that you went to a conference, you know, they're talking about hit, hit, hit being, you know, best way for people to get fit in shortest amount of time, blah, blah, blah. As you continue to build your practice and refine what you do for the people you help, this is like a game changer for you as well, because you're learning firsthand that no, no, there's there's a different approach we could take to all this that actually yeah, makes,
0: absolutely.
1: makes it easier and makes life easier, right? <laughs> Being able to yeah. teach patients that is pretty powerful. As opposed to, no, well, here, you know, latest research shows that HIT training is the way to get the results you need. So we're gonna have to create a program that incorporates HIT Fitness into, into your weekly schedule, right? Well, Now you get to tell people, no, we're going to make this easy, fun, and enjoyable and gentle on your body. And you're going to get even better results in the process. How cool is that? Right now I'm not, you know, I'm not saying hit is totally off the menu for people who want to do it. Like you could be mindful about it. You could, you know, be smart about it. You can choose well-structured hit sessions to incorporate here and there. It's nice to have a little, you know, high intensity sweat breaker every now and again. And if you like that, if people want it, totally, totally incorporate it. But the context that we're speaking about it here is that it's the be all end all. It's the only way people are going to get in awesome shape and stay that way. That's not true. We know that's not true now, right? Awesome. All right. So let's go to breakthrough number five. And um, after breakthrough number five, then we'll we'll get into a little summary wrap-up. We'll tell people where they can get in touch with you, check you out, reach out if they want to. Um, But let's talk about number five. This is major, you wrote in caps, major shifts in my awareness of and relationships with foods and eating, including a newfound level of appreciation for fruits and vegetables also taking an honest look at how I eat differently when under stress or when I'm feeling emotional and how I'm often way too hard on myself around foods and eating. It was really powerful for me to take an honest look at what was going on for me with food and eating over the course of time. And this has allowed me to be more at peace and come from a place of more self-compassion, balance, awareness, and enjoyment. That is huge. There's a lot in there. But just go ahead and start speaking freely about that to give this more dimension and let the person listening have a better understanding of where you were before we got into working together to where you are yeah, now. So, this, this you know, paragraph it's so interesting because to I explain. feel
0: like, um, and I think you even said this earlier on, but it's not always about not having the information, but sometimes it's about actually applying the information. And of course, in my field, I've got a lot of knowledge about health and food and nutrition and how to nourish your body, which is great. And I certainly apply a lot of that, but of course, I'm also human and, you know, it was really, really helpful and powerful Mm -hmm. for me to take an honest look at my, myself and my own, Sort of habits and patterns of thinking about food and e- eating, um, you know, around how it would impact me if I was stressed or feeling emotional, and how that would impact my patterns and behaviors around food and eating. And, you know, the whole thing mm. with fruits and vegetables, like, of course, mm-hmm. I know of the the power and importance of fruits and vegetables but i felt like for whatever reason over this time together that really sunk in at a deeper level and it wasn't just looking at them almost like mechanically like Mm -hmm. well this fruit has you know these key nutrients which are important for xyz but it was like look at this beautiful piece of fruit that's has so many powerful nutrients, some which we probably haven't even identified or discovered yet. And it's in this perfect package that tastes great, looks beautiful. Right. Um, and there's such appeal to it beyond just the mechanistic. Well, you know, let's break down the, you know, the nutrient types and the calories mm. and all of that. And, um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was helpful for me to look at all of this and to look at it over a period of time. Um because I'd say like like with the mm-hmm. kind of workout fitness piece, it was easy for me to look at my you know, my eating habits overall and be like, yeah, they're good because they are they were good, but there were nuances and there were places mm-hmm. where there was an opportunity for me to dial it in even a little bit more and opportunities to improve Mm -hmm. it and to improve not necessarily even what I was eating or how I was eating as much as how I was feeling about myself and what I was eating. Um, You know, there were places where I was really being hard on myself where I really didn't need Mm -hmm. to be. And then, of course, places, too, where I was maybe being a little more mindless than I would want to be. Um, and certainly, you know, times when I was feeling more emotional or more stressed, I was noticing, OK, there is a difference in how I'm eating or what kinds of foods I'm wanting. And even just being aware of that, but kind of allowing myself to you know, do whatever I was inclined to do in that moment, rather than, um, feeling bad about it and beating myself up over it was really powerful and really helpful. And so it just really allowed me to even further up level my relationship with food and eating and, um, you know, I think that's a process that really evolves for everyone. I'm not a big fan of like any sort of one size fits all approach yeah. for people when it comes to nutrition. I know there are so many different schools of thought out there and different approaches that work well for different types of people. Um, but I think something we can all probably relate to is this notion of like, Good foods and bad foods and, um, you know, feeling guilty about eating certain ways or certain things, mm-hmm. even if you're only doing it here and there. Um, and that's so detrimental. And, and I know that and I knew that, but it, it was this forum really gave me an opportunity to be even more aware of that and really look at that for myself which which was so so helpful for me because of course you know we can't see our own Mm -hmm. blind spots so it was really powerful for me to allow myself to have that support from you and be able to really like i said dial this in even more
1: Mm -hmm. right right well thank you for that and um it's been awesome to work with you so far because you've really been open to hearing and receiving and listening and allowing your mind to shift as, we, as we've gone through these events and episodes and spaces to cover this material in, in real time. Because that's the only way to do it. Like mm-hmm. That's the only way this works. Like I, I could tell everybody what I told you in one hour but we have to go through life and apply them in real time day to day week to week to really have them have make contextual sense and for yeah. them to be absorbed and become part of your way of thinking right and that's how this has unfolded so that what you just shared is is really powerful i know whoever's listening is starting to hear things that they've never heard before that's going to help them make some kind of progress whether it's on their own or reaching out to somebody or reaching out to me or possibly even reaching out to you because as you're doing this Kendall you're becoming much more equipped to lead somebody as well and um, for me to know that is actually it's very rewarding to be able to share this teach someone and then make them a teacher as well this is just hitting me right now um How profound this could end up being, really. Um, So I have a couple notes I want to touch on before we wrap up. Um, So you have not been perfect. I want the listener to know that by no means have have you been perfect in executing everything. Right? You've alluded to the fact that you've been flexible with yourself. You haven't beaten yourself up for. Not mm-hmm. eating perfectly, for having some desserts, for ha- actually you'd have an occasional drink each week, right? Right, so there has been, fle- with all the changes and improvements, there has been flexibility that still has allowed you to maintain some kind of enjoyable life in, in the real world, has it not? Right, so you and I love this because I'm, I'm thinking about specific. Uh, daily journal entries that that you've shared this with me. Over time, you've gotten compliments from various people, one of them being Barry, of course, your husband. Um, But you've also noticed some, some things in yourself. But talk a little bit about some of the compliments that you received that either surprised you or really affirmed that things are happening. Yeah.
0: So uh, I mean, the kind one of fueled that your motivation even further. for sure is when Barry, my husband, um, you know, he, I'm trying to remember the, the details and the context. I think we were visiting family and we were at a pool and of course we're all walking around in our bathing suits and, you know, I mean, he, he's very supportive and great, but I think, um, When he saw me starting my workouts, he was, you know, I mean, kind of curious to see if I would, right, stick to it and follow through and all of that. And he made a comment, which is sort of along the lines of, (laughs) I can, I can notice a difference in you. I can tell you've really been committed to this and I can see a difference. And I was, it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, you know, I hadn't we hadn't been talking about it. I hadn't asked him about it. He just sort of like offered it. And I was kind of like, whoa, okay. Like that's, that's pretty cool. You know, it felt very mm-hmm. confirming that, mm. um, what I was uh-huh. doing was not only noticeable to me, but other people as well. So, yeah, that was, that was fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love that. Yeah that, that. yeah, that brought a big smile to my face. Um, it still does. and I know it did to you too. Um, really, really helpful. Um, and so and also you have complimented yourself in some of the notes, the daily log check ins. I'm just trying to draw on a few. I remember you saying that your your skinny jeans were fitting better. Um, yeah.
0: So I think one of the first things I mentioned me was that um, I was noticing so more tone and definition in my arms, which, you know, it, it was just kind of like random. I, I forget how I noticed it. It's not like I was looking for it, but I just happened to notice it. Um, so that felt good. And I'd say too, right. I noticed... Um, I had mentioned Mm -hmm. this earlier, like the ab core workouts really stood out to me because I could tell, you know, I could feel it and I could feel just like walking around. I could feel my ab muscles and just felt more connected to my body. So I did notice then that when it, um, came time to wear jeans again, my jeans were fitting better. It was like, there was no little teeny tiny muffin top there. Um, and you know, I mean, it, again, it's not been huge because it's not in terms of like <laughs> uh-huh. pounds lost or anything like that. It really has been more just like toning and tightening, and yes,
1: right, yes. body composition, mm-hmm. awesome, love it. Um, Okay, and so one last note before we start to wrap up, I think we're gonna have to do another another episode in the future because there's still there's still stuff happening. There's still good things happening um, that we're going to need to revisit and share with people. Uh, but one note I want to highlight is taking the intangible and making it tangible. We started out like I do with every client uh, with a pretty solid goals statement and, and yeah. self, analysis of where you're at, what you're looking for, what's important to you. Do you remember that? Okay. And so, after one month, you did a one month reflection of, of the four weeks, the first four weeks of you and I working together, right? And there was a lot of good stuff in that one month reflection, if you remember. Right. And then, now again, what I'm going to highlight here is really important. You have not been quote unquote, perfect. Like, I don't expect perfection from anybody. I never expected it from you, but what we do expect is a shift in the general mindset and execution of habits in daily life. So you have not been perfect because you have not needed to be, nobody needs to be. But with that comes like some little rocky areas. Like there might be some days where you're feeling funky, some life events have you a little twisted, um, and life still has to go on, right? So there was a point where I had you revisit your initial goals document and uh, yes. success statement. And I had you print that out physically, did I not? Okay, and so it wasn't long ago. I had you print that out, a couple of copies, right. to, to, so that you could place it in places where you would see it in the course of your regular day, right? And what's in that document is, is really a mixture of things, but a lot of what goes in there are intangible concepts and thoughts and uh, goals and ideas. By printing it out and placing it in, in places where you can see it, Right, takes makes the intangible tangible. Like we've got it written down, printed. Now we can see it. Right?
0: Yeah, I How think it has. How have you found that, that it, little exercise? You know, it just puts it right you, there. Or, or I placed it. it in areas where I can see it often. And even if I just see the paper, I don't necessarily even have to read through it. But I just look at mm-hmm. it. Right, I know what's there, and it's just like this little right reminder. You know of, oh yeah, this is, these are my goals. This is, you know, what I'm going for. This is why, which is huge. And mm-hmm. it just gives you that little bit of inspiration mm-hmm. that, you know, you might need mm-hmm. on a, a rougher day. Cause we all have those. Yeah.
1: Right. That. Yes. Yes. So that's your reminder. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, usually when people write those, they shift into a really good mindset when they first fill that out. Fast forward to like a day or some days where we're having a rough time in life, we're not in that same kind of mindset. We're almost like in an edgy mindset where we could be self destructive. Right. So, if we take that document and we have it, you know, some people put it everywhere, like they'll put it on their iPad, they'll put it on their phone where they can easily pull it up to see it when they need it, put it on their desk, maybe on their nightstand. Some people even put on their bathroom vanity mirror where they could see it first thing in the morning. The key is to have it where you can turn to it when you're feeling challenged, when you're feeling a little down, when you're feeling like, ah, you know what? Like, why am I even bothering, right? Um, We all know why we're bothering. This is important. But to have that document that you filled out in a good state of mind where you can look at it and say, oh, yeah, yes this is why I'm doing all this. This is, this is what it means to me. This is, this is why I've come so far already. And this is why I'm going to stick with it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to let myself give in because I made this document. I stated my intentions and this is my commitment. I'm going to keep it. Right? So that's making the intangible tangible and then having those things in yeah, view, exactly. and again, you didn't need, even need to read it. Sometimes you just have to see the paper because you know what's on there. You know what you put on there, right? Awesome, awesome, very cool. Um, but this has been fantastic. So I think we're going to have another episode in the future because there's a lot of open loops here that we're going to have to come back and revisit and and update people on and share even deeper insights on. I have a really good feeling about that. But let's. Um, where would you like people, if they want to connect with you, reach out to you, check you out, see what see what you have going on, um, maybe even
0: yeah, find so a way to get help from you. Way to find me What's the is ideal place for people my to, website, to do that? Connect with you and reach is, out to you. Um Kendallritzmd.com.
1: Okay, so what I'll do is first I'm gonna spell it. And then I'm also going to include it uh, on the podcast episode webpage. So if anybody can't write it down right now, if you're jogging, if you're driving, walking the dog, you can't record it or write it down, you'll be able to go to thejoeyatlas.com. That's T-H-E-J-O-E-Y-A-T-L-A-S.com. In the upper menu, you'll see shows. You'll click on the Fitness Whisperer podcast. Episode number 26 is going to be this episode with Kendall and in on the show page you will see any links one of those links will definitely be Kendall's direct website which is Kendall Ritz, M-D. that's k e n d a l l r i t z m d .com uh, you can go directly there of course or you can come to the my website episode number 26 will have this link i might even link up a few other freebies and gifts that we mentioned today that could be helpful to somebody listening and before we wrap up, Kendall, let's talk about who, who are the ideal people that you'd be helping, who okay, you want awesome. so really to help, who you're outfitted to help the most. Women who are I've got the background dealing with playing, a health so challenge a good time or diagnosis,
0: and they're really looking for a holistic approach to getting their health and wellness back on track. Um, I can accommodate awesome. both.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So, could it be long distance, or is it preferable that they be local to you, or both?
0: My office mm-hmm. is in Greenville, okay. Delaware, Delaware is which your, is very close to uh, Philadelphia and Wilmington on the East Coast. Yep, I've got links on my website. And your website, does it
1: contain links to any of your social media or do you have any social media up and running yet? Awesome. Okay. Well, this has been a really, really good episode. It was long. We just went over an hour. uh, But there's so much gold that we shared in this one. And I know anybody listening is going to be helped big time from what we shared. So I want to thank you, Kendall, for number one, Making the Absolutely. time in your schedule and to do this so much, and being really so open to share everything stuff. you've shared so far. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm actually going to phase this out. I would like for you to stay on the line so that we can upload this recording and for you listening on the other end please take action. Please implement what we shared. A lot of time, energy, and effort goes into this. And what we share is meant to impact you in the most positive ways. So thank you for listening. Think of at least one person to share this with today. Send it over to them any way you can. And you know where to get in touch with me now. You know where to get in touch with uh, Kendall. So reach out if you feel the need or the urge. And we'll do whatever we can to help you as well. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.